Are you tired of your valuable ideas and suggestions getting lost in the shuffle? Well, that is why I'm introducing Direct Suggest, the revolutionary digital suggestion box that puts your voice front and center. With Direct Suggest, you have the power to make a difference in your organization. Direct Suggest provides value to organizations in various industries worldwide, including notable brands like Comcast, TD Bank, and Nokia. And here's the best part. Direct Suggest only costs 50 cents per employee per month, making it an affordable solution for businesses of all sizes. Plus, they have an incredibly high ROI and savings potential with an average 33 times return on investment. The implementation process is also a breeze. Once committed, setting up Direct Suggest from start to finish can be completed in as quickly as a week or less. Don't let your ideas or your team's ideas go unnoticed. Visit directsuggest.com today and start by making a difference with Direct Suggest. Use the promo code HUMANHR for your extended 60-day free trial. Again, visit directsuggest.com to learn more and remember to use promo code HUMANHR for an extended free trial. Direct Suggest, where your voice matters. Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast. I'm Tracy Chernoff, and I've spent my entire professional career in HR. Each week, we'll explore the delicate balance between people and business with the aim to reconnect the two and create meaningful outcomes. Listen in as I share my own experiences, challenge the status quo, and chat with guests from various industries about our mission to bring the human back to human resources. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here for another week. As you can tell, I am in a different place pretty much every week. Um, I am still in New York. We're trying to find a place to live, which is fun and not fun all at the same time. In the meantime, I just wanted to remind you that there are so many opportunities to get connected with me, whether it's on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, in my DMs, like anywhere. So if you have a question or you're interested in any of the services that I offer, please feel free to reach out. Um, My website also is a great place, hrtracy.com. So with that reminder, let's jump into a very hot topic, this idea of lazy girl jobs. (sighs) Where to begin? Um, First of all, I just want to say that when I first read this clickbait title, Lazy Girl Jobs. And you guys know I'm not on TikTok. I tried it once. It's just not for me. It's like a black hole for me. I was like, I would scroll and scroll and scroll. And it's just not not the right thing for me to spend my time on. Anyway, I found out about this trend around like lazy girl jobs, quote unquote, because of the Human Times newsletter that I'm subscribed to. And I was like, lazy girl jobs? what the heck? Like, who's calling us lazy? (laughs) My first reaction was really that, that like, why this name? Why should lazy come before girl? Why should any job be considered lazy? Like my initial reaction to the clickbait was not positive. Um, However, the person, I can't remember her name, but the person who coined this phrase, um, you know, she obviously is very good at marketing she knew what she was doing by creating this, you know, phrase. Oh, Gabrielle Judge. I just found it in the article. Ga- Gabrielle Judge. She's the one to be credited with this phrase. And I was like, really not pleased because of so many things. And we'll get into this. But upon finding some of these videos and really understanding what 
the trend is about, I was like, okay, okay, I think I can get behind this. So for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, and if you listened to last week's episode with Dr. Richard Safir, you heard that this actually came up at one point in the episode. Um, But Lazy Girl Jobs is basically this idea and movement, if you will, that says, hey, you know, these jobs are high paying and flexible and you can have a fabulous personal life and not sacrifice, you know, your your balance or your work-life balance just to make good money, essentially. This is like the high-level overview, right? So this concept of lazy girl jobs, I think, was for clickbait. Like, it was definitely a marketing ploy, which, take it or leave it. And the idea is that these jobs are the antithesis to what we currently value or what society, I should say, values when it comes to work, which is like hustle culture and working your ass off basically just to make ends meet or to climb the ladder and like hyper success, right? It is truly antithetical to hustle culture. That is my understanding of this trend. Um, And we've talked about this before on the podcast that there, you know, this idea of hustle culture is not always conducive to a great work-life balance. It's not conducive to people feeling successful, like well-roundedly, so to speak, because you are just giving everything up for your work. On the other side of things, hustle culture does have a huge benefit for societies, especially capitalist societies, like the United States, because the more you hustle, the more reward you get. That is just what is rewarded in the United States and other capitalist countries and places, whether we like it or not. It's just what's rewarded. That being said, you know, it does, this trend does make me think about what, I guess, the future of hustle culture could look like. Can you hustle without hustling too hard? Can you subscribe to hustle culture and do all of these things. Like you guys know, I am guilty of this, right? I have a full-time job. I have a podcast. I have my own business. Like I try to do it all. And that's just who I am. And I like it that way. And I subscribe (laughs) to hustle culture. And yet I also really appreciate my downtime. And I don't think that one has to go without the other, um, or has to exist, I should say, without the other. I think you can have both while still hustling and busting your ass to do whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's climb the corporate ladder, make a ton of money, be successful, whatever that means to you. Um, but it's just so interesting because this this trend is a Gen Z thing. It's a Gen Z bubble, right? Like Gen Z, I, I always credit Gen Z with pushing the envelope and really showing us how society can make changes. That said, it, this trend automatically assumes that hustle culture is bad um, or that something about it is not right or that it needs to be changed. And as I've just said, and as you probably know by now, especially if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I don't think hustle culture is bad. It depends on what you subscribe to. And it depends on how good you are at creating balance for yourself. I learned the hard way what happens when you subscribe to hustle culture and you don't create balance. You just burn out and you, you know, 
fizzle out and that's it. And then you're, there's nothing left to you and you have to take as many vacations as possible in order to recuperate and rejuvenate yourself. Um, but it's not inherently bad. It's just what exists as the societal norm, I guess, today. So that's my first, uh, my first rant, <laughs> I guess, of the episode and my first take. But the second thing is that in watching Gabrielle Judge's videos, you know, first of all, I commend anyone that can so openly and candidly express themselves. It is not easy. I try to do it as often and as much, as, I guess, just as often as possible. Yeah, that's really all I'm trying to say. But it's hard. There are moments where I even just question myself what I've said or what I post on Instagram, and it's not easy. So I commend her first and foremost for not being afraid to really share what she believes and what she thinks is wrong about hustle culture. There's nothing wrong with that. It's her opinion, right? Um, however, in watching her videos, I found myself cringing a little bit, if I'm being really honest, because she is in her 20s, which is great. I was in my 20s once. I'm not anymore. And I also thought that I had all of the answers. And I had a lot of them. There, there is nothing wrong with being young and having... Um, and I'm still young, by the way, so don't think I'm that old, but like, there's nothing wrong with being, you know, five years, four to five years into the workforce and having, you know, an experience to reflect on and having opinions and, and realizing the good and the bad and the ugly and everything in between. So my, please don't take my comment as, as that, that you can't have those opinions. I started my podcast when I was in my twenties, right. And I have many opinions and I still do. My point in bringing up her her place in in terms of like not only just her age but also in terms of her experience is that I think she's very lucky to be able to be a content creator full time. She left her corporate job and to be able to talk about these things and say, "Don't subscribe to hustle culture. Lazy girl jobs are where it's at." I think she. I don't. I mean, I haven't seen all of her videos, right? So I don't want to make an assumption. But I think that she does, um, the reason why I cringed is because I think that she does um, potentially forget that it's easy for her to say. It's easy for her to say that, that as her own boss, that she can do as she wants, say as she wants, and not have any worry or fear of you know, what happens to her job if her boss doesn't like what she's saying or, you know, that that she doesn't have to worry as much about um, where where her videos, for example, this is her job, where her videos are going to take her because at the end of the day, her job is to go viral. Her job is to, you know, promote whatever it is that she is talking about, whether it's career advice or products or anything like that, right? Whereas for others who she might be advising in talking about lazy girl jobs might have a lot more to lose because they're relying on uh, their employer to pay them. And of course, when you're a business owner, you just have just as much to lose, of course. Um, but I guess what I'm really trying to get at here is that I think it's important that she, if she hasn't already, maybe she has, that she remember where she remembers where she is in society that she is in one way shape or form subscribing to 
what capitalism offers, which is the ability to create your own income, to create your own job. And that she had this privilege and this opportunity that she saw fit to leave her corporate job where she said that she did, she, she shared in videos that she had lazy girl jobs again, quote unquote, um, using her term and that she now works for herself as a content creator full time. So it's not to say like, oh, you know, she's privileged and she should remember that. That's not really what I'm trying to say. Maybe I don't really know what I'm trying to say. And I'm just like rambling, which is fine. I think you guys are used to it at this point. But really the the point for me is that she she is not someone in a job today that based on what she's shared in her videos that makes her feel burnt out or that makes her feel like she lacks work-life balance nor is she in a lazy girl job today. So ba again, based on what she's shared. That said, you know, I I think I've said this in, as many times as possible on my podcast that we should always be critical of who, like the the people that we go to for advice and what we listen to, what we subscribe to. And it's not to say that we should agree or disagree with people right off the bat. That's the exact opposite of what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it's important that we look at things with a critical eye. And so when we hear about these trends, when we watch these videos about lazy girl jobs, that we think as critically as possible. Um, and again, I, I think that the premise, what the, what the trend and what Gabrielle Judge has essentially promoted um, as this trend or as this you know, benefit to society is not wrong. I think it's a great thing if, if people understand that they don't have to subscribe to hustle culture in order to have a great income and to feel and be successful. At the end of the day, people are going to look for jobs and opportunities for employment that feel purposeful to them and feel engaging and meet their needs, whether that's a financial need, whether that's a um, a fulfillment that's deeper than, than money, right? Like there's so many, we're in HR, but when you think about like someone in the healthcare field or the health field, their purpose is totally different potentially than the purpose of someone who's going into private equity. Right. So, or at least we hope. Um, and so I don't think that the principle or what, what Gabrielle Judge, you know, talks about and what these other content creators talk about is wrong. I, I totally agree. There is more to life than work and you don't have to subscribe to hustle culture to be successful. And by the way, people who subs subscribe to hustle culture are not always successful either. There's no right or wrong here. Right. Um, but I do think that there is a, there's a risk when we coin these fast phrases and we use terms like lazy because one, I don't believe that any job can allow anyone to be lazy. You think about any, like, think about the lowest paid job that we can think of today. It's maybe a fast food worker, right? Like they're, they're making minimum wage. There is nothing easy about that job. Not only are you customer facing, but you also have to be mindful of food safety, health and safety. You have to be, you know, on the ball all the time because of the customer facing elements of the role. Like there's nothing easy about that job. There's nothing about that job that enables laziness. And maybe I'm just taking heed with the term and that's okay. Like I'm, I'm entitled to my opinion on this too. Again, I agree with the premise. I think it's a great principle and idea 
but I don't, I don't subscribe to this idea of promoting great ideas through the lens of catchy phrases or misleading phrases, because there are like, I think about all of the things that we've talked about with, you know, women in the workforce, right? And as a woman in the workforce, I feel like I can speak to this more directly. There, there were women that came before us who busted their asses. I've realized I, I've cursed like four times on this episode, but you know, go with the flow with me here. Um, they've busted their asses five times to break the glass ceiling or to at least attempt to break the glass ceiling. Right. And maybe we still have a ways to go, but we're in a much better place today than we were even 10, 20, 30 years ago. And I just can't imagine that those women who have done, who have gone above and beyond to make opportunities for us would appreciate this phrase. Again, it's not to say that the principle is wrong because it's not. There's a lot of value in what the mission of this phrase is or the mission of this trend. But why do we sacrifice the mission for a catchy title? Is it to promote the idea faster? Is it a self-fulfilling prophecy? Scratch that part because I stumbled. Is it a self-fulfilling prophecy? I don't know. Um, is it for selfish reasons? I don't know. I'm not, you know, that's not my job to figure out why, but I do think there's a lot of, um, there's just so much that isn't being considered. I don't know. And I tend to be a more sensitive person to how people will take things that I say or do, um, because I want someone to be considerate, I guess, of the way that they speak to me and the way that they act. But if I were a woman that participated in breaking the glass ceiling so that women like Gabrielle Judge and myself could have a platform to talk about our ideas, I think I would be a little upset that lazy was before girl and that a job that is flexible and high paying is something that's connected to this term. So maybe, again, maybe I'm reading into the phrase too much, but I think there's dangerous is not the word that I want to use. I don't really know which word that I want to use, but I think there are negative implications and there can be more harm done in just looking for like a quick catchphrase than really thinking about what is the trend focused on and what are we trying to capture? For example, quiet quitting. It's a neutral phrase, right? And initially you think like, what is quiet quitting? What is that about? So it is a little bit clickbaity. It makes you think, it makes you want to click into these articles and figure out what's going on, but it's not negatively impacting a particular gender or a, a, a portion of the workforce. Um, so I don't know, I'm conflicted and maybe this is like a hot take. Maybe I'm totally in the unpopular opinion here, which is fine. I'm okay being an unpopular opinion. Um, and again, I just want to stress that I fully align with what this mission is to say that you don't have to sacrifice your personal life for your work life. And there are jobs out there that provide flexibility and higher pay. If your company is remote or hybrid, then you know just how difficult it can be to grow your company's culture beyond a pre-scheduled Zoom happy hour or occasional lunch and learn. Well, this week's sponsor is here to solve that. They're called CultureBot. CultureBot has devised what will likely become the gold standard for growing and blossoming a company culture inside of Slack. 
The app is like a sidekick for any HR or people professional, automating a lot of the mundane tasks you probably are forgetting to do on a daily basis. Things like birthday and work anniversary celebrations, team shout outs and kudos, employee introductions and remote games. It even has health and wellness tips and conversation starters. If that piques your interest, this will get you even more excited. Today, I'm able to share a special promotion for listeners of the podcast. You can get your first six months of CultureBot for 50% off. Plus, if your team is under 25 employees, CultureBot is free forever. So if you're looking for a way to create a culture of appreciation and drive increased engagement and togetherness across your team, I definitely recommend checking out CultureBot. Go to getculturebot.com slash humanhr. That's getculturebot.com slash humanhr to get the offer. Plus, I've added the link in the show notes so you can just click right there. Now, let's get back to the podcast. I, I don't know. I always worry that when these like fast trends or, you know, quick phrases like, you know, hot headlines, whatever, that I just worry that there isn't a, a, a ton of critical thinking happening anywhere. Um, just because I, I, we've, we see this all the time, right? And we see it in HR a lot. Like we get questions that have already been answered. We get a lack of resourcefulness. We get people assuming things, right? These things come up for us a lot. And so my instant reaction is like, oh my gosh, people are just going to read this headline, think that there are girls that just want to be lazy and not really work and not do their due diligence and really trying to understand what the trend is. And even now, if you Google it, there are a ton of news outlets that are subscribing this trend to an anti-work trend, which I think is really harmful, actually. Um, even if the takeaway is positive and, you know, the news outlet says something that's like, or the news outlets say something that are, that really resonates with people and, and reflects positively on this trend, linking this or likening this to anti-work, I think is really problematic for younger generations. Younger generations, Gen Z, and maybe even millennials too, which I, of, of which I am, um, often deal with these stigmas that they don't want to work. That's why there are so many open positions. That's why it was so difficult hiring after COVID because people don't want to work. And there, this stigma was not attributed to people, of, you know, older than the millennial generation. These stigmas and these opinions were formulated based on what people perceive from younger generations. We know this even like as a millennial, when I was growing up, I remember my parents' generation oh, everybody, you know, everybody wants the easy way out. Like there's always this, you know, warped perception, right, of the younger generation. Even millennials sometimes have warped perceptions of Gen Z, even though I'm a big fan of Gen Z because I think, again, they really push the envelope. Gabrielle Judge is a perfect example of this. Really, you know, um, they're really disruptors in terms of where where they are generationally in the workforce and eventually they're going to be the majority. So it'll be very interesting to see how they continue to, to disrupt. But I just think like between the, the um, gender bias that I think it, it creates or at least fuels more of and the likening to anti-work, I just think it does more harm than good. I, I almost wish that there was a, you know, a change in the phrase to something other than like lazy girl jobs. 
and I don't know if I'm going to come up with the, the new phrase now, I probably won't, but in one of the videos, for example, Gabrielle talks about how she can, she's entitled to say it's a lazy girl job because she's a girl and she's worked in these jobs before. And she goes on to share specific jobs. Like she says, marketing associate, customer support specialist, something, some jobs like that. And I was just like, I don't know. I think I would be offended if I worked in one of those jobs and I, here's the sixth time I'm going to curse. If I was busting my ass in one of these roles and then someone was likening that to being lazy um, or especially like a lazy girl job. And here I am as a girl as well, you know, again, busting everything to just make it so that I can climb the ladder and climbing the ladder and getting promoted and finding success and getting paid well doesn't have to subscribe to hustle culture either. Like that's doing a good job or being passionate about what you do. And hustle culture is different. It's like this idea that you have to work nonstop or that you have to, you know, that you want to have multiple jobs or create things for yourself. And, you know, you're going to hustle and hustle and hustle until you get to where you are or where you want to be. And it's not totally different than, wanting to climb the corporate ladder. Some people just don't feel that they have to hustle as hard maybe to get there. And then others of us maybe just are in this sprint constantly. And that's maybe more of the hustle culture, you know, idea. But the other thing, as I say that is that doesn't she subscribe to hustle culture if she's created her own business and she creates, you know, content and she's created this space for herself. Like that's not relying on anyone else that's relying on yourself. And I don't know, maybe that's part of hustle culture too. I, I don't know. I'm not an expert on the, on that term either. But, um, as I, as I analyze this whole situation, I feel really conflicted again. I think the, you know, not to belabor this point too much, but I think the messaging can be harmful and there was probably a more not appropriate, but a more considerate and thoughtful way of talking about something really important, which is that people can and should have flexibility and a livable and high wage. There, Again, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I fully believe that you can have flexibility and you can have a, a high income without sacrificing everything to, to do that and to get that. And I just don't know that it's totally fair to call out certain jobs or certain industries or certain companies um, that maybe afford people more access to lazy girl jobs. Because again, it's a harmful phrase, I think. And, you know, I've seen a lot of HR people, a lot of content creators who are like, this is amazing. What a wonderful trend. I totally agree. And then I see people saying, this is horrible. I don't agree with the trend and I don't agree with the title. And then there are people like me right in the middle who are like, I totally agree with the mission, but couldn't we have thought of a different phrase? Um, and you know, it's not to say that anyone's right or wrong. We're all entitled to our opinions. You all listening to my rant, multiple rants at this point are entitled to your opinions as well. Um, but I think that we all have to be a little bit more careful about how we talk about things and the things that we say. And not everything can be a viral moment. 
Does this deserve viral attention? Yes, because the mission is important. But, oh, that phrase, I just feel like it doesn't do us as women any favors, and it doesn't do working people, regardless of their gender, any favors either, because someone in these jobs that are being quoted as or considered as lazy girl jobs or you know, jobs that offer flexibility and high pay and you don't really have to, you know, quote unquote, work too hard. That's what this trend is all about. I think it's damaging for them too, because then, you know, whether it's with their families, their friends, you know, future employers, they've lost credibility. They're seen as less than. It's just not, I don't know, it's not nice. Um, Like imagine if someone was like, lazy girl job alert, HR administrator, lazy girl job alert, HR assistant, I think we'd all be pretty pissed because we know that our jobs are nothing, um, nothing of the sort. Like they are not lazy. They're not easy. They can be higher paying. They can offer flexibility, but certainly they're not any of those other things that are more negative in, in connotation. So I don't know. I just, it would be interesting. Maybe I'll have to do some like LinkedIn research to see what people who are in these roles um, that, you know, content creators are saying are, you know, akin to uh, lazy girl jobs. I'm going to have to look on LinkedIn to see what people are saying, because I would be really upset if some random content creator was saying that I was in a lazy girl job just because she had been in a similar job once before. Every company is different. Every job is different. Every industry is different, even if the job titles are the same. And there are some industries or some jobs that maybe are a little bit less demanding than others. Like an HR business partner job is more demanding than an HR administrative job, whether it's admin or assistant. And that's just because of the nature of the role and the demand and the population and the work and the scope that the person is is focused on and doing. But I don't know. I just, uh, hopefully someone out here agrees with me. And if you don't, you know, let me know. And if you do agree, let me know too. I have no problem. Like I said, being the unpopular opinion. Um, and it's just my opinion on the phrase. I realize I'm like totally rambling here, but I do hope that I got my point across that there's the mission is so important. You can find a job that is high paying and flexible where you don't have to sacrifice your work-life balance and it doesn't have to be considered lazy and it doesn't have to be considered easy because no job is easy. Every single job has its challenges. Every single job has its its ups and downs and every single job requires some skill set or training or education in, you know, education, not necessarily in the, you know, collegiate manner, but just in general, some application of knowledge, right? Even if we look at someone who, you know, when I think of like a blue collar job, my great grandfather was a plumber. Let's take a plumber, for example. They have to go through training. They have a lot of physical demands. There's a a need to go in and do field work, right? Like you're going into people's homes. There's a safety factor there. Like there are so many jobs that I can think of that people maybe on the surface judge or think negatively of or have this, you know, this um, assumption that they're easy or less demanding. And that's just not true. I don't know any job in the world that is easy or that allows people 
to take the easy way out. I just can't help but think that if people are in these jobs and they think that they're easy and they just don't really try a lot or they don't feel there's a purpose there, I can't imagine that they're doing such a great job, right? Like we, there's so much that we've talked about around like purpose and mission and all of these things. And so I, I caution everyone again, be critical with the things that you hear, be critical of me just as much as you are critical of others. Um, advice is very sacred and we can't take advice from everyone. And even if we listen to advice from a, a multitude of people, which is great, there are going to be things that you take and there are going to be things that you trash. And it's the same thing with feedback. When you get feedback from people, there are certain things that you're going to keep with you and there are certain things that you're going to leave at the door. And it's not to say that we shouldn't listen to, you know, this, this trend and Gabrielle judge and, you know, but I do think that as she gains more experience in the workforce and if she were working for an employer today, I don't think that she would be saying all of these same things. I think she would have a little bit more of a global awareness around the impact of her words. And I think she would also have more of an appreciation for people who are in these jobs that she's citing as being lazy girl jobs, because I would, if I ever likened someone's profession to a trend that I was starting like this, like lazy girl jobs, I would, I would feel terrible about myself. I would be like, Oh my gosh, I just, I just used this career as an example of a lazy girl job. And there are hundreds of thousands of people in these jobs today that care very deeply about what they do and might not agree. And, you know, again, I, I commend her for putting herself out there and being open and honest and, you know, candid about what she believes. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's extremely powerful and I'm inspired by what she's able to do. Um, and I also think that when you have a platform, like this is my platform, I have a podcast, right? You have to be really mindful of what you say because people listen and people don't always think critically or they don't always, you know, take the time to read between the lines or find out more information for themselves or do their own research. So, you know, a one minute TikTok video only gives so much information and only gives so much context. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of responsibility to having a platform and she has this opportunity, this amazing opportunity to really influence trends in the workforce. And, you know, she's taking all of these opportunities to interview for news outlets as she should. And I hope that she takes those opportunities to really emphasize the mission. And because that's the most important part of this, that the mission is so important and so right. Um, and yet, the delivery is the biggest concern for me. So, you know, that's just my hot take on this. Please let me know if you agree, if you disagree, if you thought differently before, if you think differently now. Um, there is no right or wrong answer here. This is just my perspective. And again, I think in 10 years, just like in another 10 years for me, I'm going to have a totally different take and outlook on the workforce because I'm going to be 41 in 10 years. Gabrielle Judge will be in her mid to late 30s in 10 years. And with age comes knowledge and with knowledge comes or with experience comes more knowledge. And all of that knowledge helps us to 
discern situations differently and really, you know, better understand just the world around us. So I hope that she continues to make an impact. I'm sure she will. And I hope that she, you know, also continues to learn from the people around her who have come before her to make this possible, to, to, to give her the opportunity to share her opinions and be able to have her own job, or I should say her own business. Women were not always afforded that opportunity. So, you know, there's a lot to be grateful for and there's a lot to be mindful of. And so with that, let me know what you think. Um, we'll see, you know, I think, I think, uh, it's a, it's a hot trend. It's a hot trend. Um, anyway, please make sure that you are rating, reviewing, subscribing, wherever you're catching this episode and my podcast. Thank you so much for being here. So many of you reach out on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis, and it always brightens my day when I hear from you. So thank you for taking the time to listen, to hear me rant, to hear me curse, whatever comes up. Um, Thank you so much. And I hope you have a fabulous week ahead. Don't forget, you can go to my website, hrtracy.com. And if you haven't caught any of the past episodes, you definitely should. Some of these guest episodes are amazing. And I have some amazing guest episodes coming up as well. So have a great week ahead. Thank you so much for listening to me rant. And I'll see you next week. Just before you go, don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you are the first to hear when an episode drops each week. And maybe leave a five-star review and a comment about how much you loved this episode. Plus, if you have someone in mind who would really enjoy this episode, make sure you share it with them. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week.